The Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, powered by Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Switch to Aussie-owned Red Energy today. Prince Wine Store, bringing Melburnians the greatest wine in the world. And Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria. And it's time for Dear Karen Corey. Thanks to Elo Botanicals. Of course, one lucky listener a week is going to receive a gift pack of Elo Botanicals. And if you want to sample yourself, you can use the promo code MESS20 at the checkout to receive a 20% discount. This one from Frankie Altman, Caro and Corey. On a recent episode, Caro touched on the subject of AFL rules that need to be changed to better suit the women's league, AFLW. As a grandmother of a talented young AFLW player, I'm curious to know what in your minds needs to be changed. So a little different from our usual Caro and Corey dilemma. There's no dilemma there. <laughs> That's just a question. No, it is it's a, it is a dilemma, Corey, and it's a dilemma for head office because obviously this has been a ideological debate that has been going on since AFLW began. There are many, I mean, like in men's footy, there are very different ideas about the way footy should be played. And I think there's been a bit of an ideological divide between the pioneers of AFLW and the newcomers of AFLW. Now, the pioneers are very much, and these are wonderful women who were champions well before they had a national league. And the view is was very much at the beginning, we play on the same grounds, we play over the same time, we have the same rules. Now, the AFL begged to differ. And in the second year of AFLW, I think um, Steve Hocking was running football at the AFL and he sent out a very terse memo to all the clubs after the season opener that year, I think between Carlton and Collingwood, was so ultra-defensive. I think there was only two or three goals scored by each team. If that, um, it was a terrible spectacle in his view and there was a lot of talk um, about the coaches being told to stop being so defensive and allow a more free-flowing, high-scoring game because they needed audiences. They needed TV audiences, and we know audiences have dropped, as the AFL reminded all the clubs um, back in early June when they explained why they're being a little bit stingy um, during the collective bargaining agreement negotiations at the moment, particularly over what the women are going to get. A significantly smaller cut than the men... But the view is that until the game gets a better spectacle they, and, and gets more people, more bums on seats, you know, and they can charge more for admission, etc. So the big rule change, they've obviously the games are shorter and generally now the games are played on community grounds and a, gr- a ground like the MCG would just be considered way too big. Now, the women really don't like that. I mean, uh, the, there is a view that really the one thing the women have – really, really have always been as good as the men at is tackling. There's great tackling, but they clearly can't kick as far, although the kicking has improved immeasurably. The standard year on year continues to improve, but as it improves, the league has expanded. So now there are 18 clubs. Obviously, the pool is obviously more divided. So I think in terms of rule changes, I mean, there's been talk about all different things, but there is a genuine view from the AFL that the game needs to be modified and the women do not want that to happen. So I don't know if you watch much AFLW, not, but there not, are some brilliant great, moments from deal. the best players. There are. I've seen, I've seen a couple of matches here and there. I catch them and then I end up watching them for a bit. Uh, it's not as interesting as the boys for me, but that's okay because we're starting at 
we're you know we're starting at a base where we're growing the game. So my interest will grow, as you say, as the skills grow, and the pool is deeper, and the talent is greater, and um, and I'm an absolute advocate for it. I wonder though, with the knowledge of um, of the injuries that are occurring, um, the fatigue levels, and whether they play a role in it. Um, is the ground size the right size? Are the rules, are the, are the same rules applicable to women? Are we expecting things of women's bodies that just because of uh, the way we're built, it's different for men? I don't know. I don't know what, it, I mean, if the, if the women players are saying don't change anything, I would be listening to them. But maybe there's something there that I don't know because I don't play the game. Well, it's a, it is a real problem, um, concussion. I mean, concussion is a massive probably obviously in, every code, but the per capita, the number of concussions recorded in AFLW has been significantly bigger than in AFL and, you know, the knee, the major knee Knees. injuries, it's just, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Mm. And particularly when you're only playing a 10 home and away game season, they are being paid full time now. The minimum wage for a woman footballer is $40,000, which, you know, is pretty good given that it's really still very much a development league. Um, but they do have to train to create this great product. They need to train. For, they need to have a longer pre-season and they need it, to be given time off a- work to train, etc. Do you think if they had a small, a slightly smaller field and that their bodies were less fatigued, their muscles were less fatigued, we would see fewer of these just awful, awful knee injuries and other injuries? I, I, I don't know, but I know there's, you know, there's much smarter people than me and, you know, major universities and various institutions are doing a lot of studies on the knees and on the concussion, as they are for the men as well. I think it, it is going to be, they are determined this um, and we're sitting here today to time code this conversation the day after the season was launched officially in a big function on Monday night and the season starts on Friday week. So there's going to be a big game um, on f- Friday, September the 1st and that will kick off the season over the bye round here in Melbourne. I just think that um, smaller grounds probably isn't the isn't the um, answer, but certainly it's going to be more of a community feel for the home and away season. And in terms of rule changes, that's a really difficult one. It's a good question, but I think that I do think that the AFL, this is a pivotal crossroad moment for the AFLW. And, you know, it's a big season, isn't it, this one for them? And if, if I'm going to put in my own personal view, I think in Andrew Dillon's restructure, the person who runs AFLW should be part of his executive, which Nicole Livingston isn't at the moment and should have a seat at the table. Whoa. There you go. You heard it first here. Good dilemma. Thank you, Frankie. You win that wonderful LO Botanicals gift pack. What And as Miss, um, not Miss Jane, as Anna from the op shop is repeatedly telling me, once you put some on your face before bed, rub it on your hands. It's better than hand cream. Um, Thank you, Frankie. That was a great dilemma. And remember, don't shoot the messenger. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dear Caro and Corrie. Thanks to LO Botanicals, all natural Australian made facial oils. Send us your question or dilemma via email to feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au and you could win a wonderful listener gift pack from LO Botanicals. Head to their website, lobotanicals.com, and use the promo code MESS20 to receive a 20% listener discount. <laughs>